0: to episode three of the best thing from um podcast i'm kev and with me as ever the sheepdog and editor chris say hello gentlemen
1: hello gentlemen hello gentlemen
0: i think i've settled on that as the way to intro this podcast now it's basically the mgp one slightly changed trying to do it old school best thing on um was just confused with my tiny little mind So that one, I think I can cope with. Plus, I don't have to say best thing from too many times and get caught up in that tongue twister. You did say best thing the first
1: time. I just want to point that out.
0: Look, I only learned to do my THs in the last five years. Certainly when I started on YouTube, I still hadn't learned to do it. And I had to learn to do it as part of becoming a uh, world-renowned YouTuber, because there's no way you can be a world-renowned YouTuber by saying thing. Thing so occasionally it slips in. Best thing from is actually very difficult to say for someone who doesn't naturally pronounce their ths properly. I don't know who named this this whole enterprise, but it was a stupid idea.
2: Um, I can't remember. I'm going to take the credit for it. I think that should be given to me with all of it, all the ideas. Yeah, well, man. I, don't,
0: I don't want it. it was, it's impossible to say. <laughs> and as we've learned since the last one of these podcasts, also an absolute nightmare in the YouTube algorithm. If anyone's wondering where the best thing from videos have gone, I actually had someone comment on the Swansea video today. Oh, I really enjoyed this. I can't wait for the second episode.
1: Oh no, oh, no! we've gone too
0: far the other way. Because basically what we've done, boys and girls, this is the behind the scenes best thing from thing. If you want if you want the the A-grade, top tier best thing from stuff, that's all over on YouTube. I assume by now you've already watched the best thing from Turin, which will now already be out. Uh, but yeah, we found that the videos were struggling a little bit to pick up any kind of traction. And we've been doing a lot of experimentation to try and work out why that might be. Is it the fact the thumbnails aren't like the rest of my thumbnails. Is it the logo? Is it the name? Is it the titles? Is it Sheepdog's face? That is actually a thing that has come up in the discussion. <laughs> it is. <and> uh, I've <laughs> seen the, uh,
2: the Sheepdogless, picked, well, not Sheepdogless, but you've hidden me in a corner somewhere or put me off behind a tree. Exactly. A, yeah. So
0: we're currently in the process of doing a lot of A-B testing with different thumbnails, different titles, and the state it's in right now as we're recording. It'll be in a different state by the time this comes out. We're recording this like two weeks in advance, but... The state it's in right now when I got that comment... It doesn't say best thing from anywhere on the thumbnail. It doesn't say best thing from anywhere in the titles. Uh, The only way to know that the Barcelona video and the Swansea video were related at all is that they live in the same playlist. And Unless you're very YouTube native um, and the algorithm is working, um, that won't necessarily link them together. So we may have swung too far the other way. There's a lot of experimentation. We will figure this
2: out eventually, boys and girls. This whole
0: social media thing is more complicated than it was when we did this the first time around.
2: If you end up settling on the uh, image without me on it, you're going to watch our female listenership and viewership just bomb. It's gonna, you're going gonna to lose mean, the whole demographic there. There
0: isn't any. I can tell you right now, there isn't <laughs> any. There is nothing to lose there. We could lose 100% of our female listenership, and it would be such a negligible difference to any of the, the analytics. You won't know. So uh, there's oh, no, no fear of that. It is very sausage-festy around these parts.
2: I'm surprised at that. My uh, my uh, numbers on all my stuff seems to be skewing slightly female. And, uh, I mean, I don't know why. I guess I'm just really lovable. But Well, mine,
0: uh, mine's, mine's mainly men because it's mainly the people who found me through the Football Manager stuff, I guess. And ladies aren't allowed to enjoy football or Football Manager content, as we all know.
2: That is the law. Yeah, I, uh, I remember the rules. But, uh, no, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I am... Um, I want to see what happens if your face isn't on there, whether it just falls apart, whether you suddenly become an overnight sensation.
0: I'm experimenting on all of the content on that channel at the moment, not just the best thing from stuff. We put a video about yesterday without my face on and it bombed like nothing else has ever bombed before. (laughs) I I haven't had a video do that poorly in five years. So I think what we've learned there is there needs to be a face. We don't necessarily know whose face it is yet, but no face at all. Is an absolute disaster. If I remember correctly, so, it was under
1: 1,000 uh, after, I think, four hours, I think, or something like that. Yeah. It, it, it I, was bad.
0: I was so surprised. My current working theory, and this might be where we end up settling with the best thing from stuff as well, is that we need my face on there for the first couple of days so the existing subscribers to the channel are like, oh, Kev's put a video out and click on it when they see my face on their homepage. And then once it stops hitting home pages because the algorithm will eventually start pushing the next video and the next video. So once we get to that point, we then switch it out for a more generic thumbnail. So when people are searching, what is there to do in Turin? Uh, the video just comes up and it's not just our two faces and a massive logo for a podcast they've never heard of. With Like the Barcelona one, as it was, is literally mine and Sheepdog's face, the best thing from logo, and there's no evidence it's in Barcelona at all. It's... It's not a fit for purpose thumbnail when it comes to to search engines. So that's my current theory. We go in my face so that I don't have a horrible launch. And then we switch to something more generic for the people who don't know who we are and are just searching for stuff on that city. And I think that's probably going to be where the bulk of the new new viewers come from over time
2: have you considered a, a third option a, another face like uh, just having best thing from with uh, Michael Jackson in Barcelona and people will click that because they'll be like I thought he was dead and then they'll watch the video because obviously Michael up to.
0: Jackson I think it might work well Michael Jackson is the obvious choice if you're going to that rooftop, obviously, obviously. obviously yeah. um, I think it might work I think we might run into some legal problems just putting random people's faces on there so we might we, not go down that route just yet. I mean, as I said to Daryl the Thumbnail Guy earlier today, we're we're trying anything at the moment. The channel is... Uh, I mean, this is becoming a retrospective on the Kevin Chapman channel, but it, the channel is in so far in the doldrums, it doesn't really matter what we do and whether stuff works or not. We can just sling a lot of stuff at the wall, and if anything sticks, then we'll double down on that and that includes best thing from stuff so we'll figure it out i mean if you are listening to this because you're new to best thing from and you're new to the channel and you've made it as far as this podcast clearly something has worked please let us know what that something was (laughs) how did you get here that would be incredibly useful data for us
2: It'll be the uh, the video we did in Swansea that had Maggie Thatcher as the avatar on it. That'll be the thing. They just they're <laughs> big Thatcher. Right? But I did think as well. You do you do put football videos out there that have random footballers on all the time. So how murky can the law really be? I feel like we could put anyone's face on it and no one's going to say a word. So let's just put I don't know Mbappe on the next one.
0: We could do. I mean, weirdly, the Swansea one's currently performing better than the Barcelona one, and. I'm starting to think that Wales might... We might be doing best in from Cardiff sooner than later because Wales seems to be where it's at. So, Wales, we might be coming back in your direction very soon. I'm smiling at the microphone. (laughs) <laughs> I always forget the <laughs> cameras not out of This I'm, I'm so I'm so unused to doing stuff without a camera now that I do occasionally just glance up at it and give it a little wink. Well,
1: the plan is um, for shall this we to go, go video. At at some point? Point, anyway, I, I believe the plan for this was to go into video at some stage. Anyway, wasn't it? So you know, yeah,
0: we're supposed to we're supposed to be talking about the best thing from Chirin. This is the companion episode to that one. Um, If you have somehow found your way to the podcast without knowing what the video series is and have made it 10 minutes in without turning off, um, this is a companion to a YouTube series called Thing From. The link will be in the uh, the description. Is that what it's called in a podcast? You can go and watch the video. I would recommend you watch the video before listening to the podcast because that's the way around it's intended to be done.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's the order it was written in. (laughs)
0: Exactly. It was the order it was filmed, even though apparently we're not filming this. I've just pointed at the camera this time for those of you who aren't watching the video feed. So, best thing from cheering. I think we need to get a disclaimer out of the way early-ish in this podcast uh, about just the, the video in general. Um, my My back was ruined for this. I ruined my back at Insomnia Festival like five days before we were due to fly out and couldn't carry anything really i carried a little bit but it basically meant i didn't take any of my normal cameras any tripods no lights no nothing i literally just had the smallest camera that i own a dji pocket which sheepdog will vouch for was very very small um I I took a DJI... exactly i took a tiny little camera that was basically the size of my phone one radio microphone Um, that we had to share, Um, and I did have my 360 camera with me as well, mainly because it was in the bottom of my bag and I forgot it was there, I didn't intend to have that with me, but we we effectively filmed this whole thing on a tiny little camera that isn't great in low-light situations, as we discovered in the low-light situations, and the one little microphone is great when it's pinned to my chest and I'm the only one talking into it, but when we try and share it not not so great so that's not necessarily going to be representative of the production values on the series as a whole we have got better gear uh, we didn't it wasn't an editorial decision to go with just this stuff this time it was literally a case of this is as much as i can carry we're going to have to make do the flights are booked even though these two tried to talk me out of going at all
2: because you monsters we did you were whining you a lot. Failed. you made it there sound was a lot like of you warning, were
0: absolutely yeah. broken, so I was convinced. Oh, I, was. When I When I was sending those messages to you a couple of days before, I was absolutely broken. I couldn't stand up straight, but Anna lent me her TENS machine, uh, which I did use a little bit while we were away as well, and that thing is a miracle machine. And it kind of got to the point where it loosened me on, off enough to be able to walk. And what I discovered while we were there, the more I walked, the the less the pain was and the looser everything got. So because we ended up doing like 35,000 steps over two days, by the time I got home, I was pain-free and I've been fine since. So I think from now on, my solution to back pain is just go to a city I've never been to before and walk all day for two days because it fixed me.
2: But it yeah. didn't,
0: didn't help the lack of cameras.
2: I uh, I wrecked mine as well, didn't I? Not that I carry any... Uh cameras but I wrecked mine opening a bin you did yours from like a weekend at some convention or whatever I literally was opening a bin I my did mine
0: went- by carrying a heavy bag of cameras at a gaming festival that's yeah. what made me think carrying a heavy bag of cameras to Italy wasn't, wasn't the best idea
2: well, that's why I didn't empty any bins while we were entering. You might have noticed that. I just let the rubbish pile up. I did notice up. that.
0: Yeah. I thought it was really, really unfair of you to expect me to do all the bin emptying. Yeah.
2: No, I just left them all. I thought, no, I'm not opening that. Anytime he said open the bin, I was like, get lost. Uh, and that's it. But no, I feel he, like... He
0: literally slapped rubbish out of my hand at I one did. point when I asked for it to go into the bin. It was, it was quite unpleasant to be around him the whole
2: time we were there. I feel like once, we were there, I did forget that I had <laughs> I forgot my back was hurting after a little. I think probably the walk helped, but it was when I got... i, I only really just realised now, a week on, that I don't have any back pain. So I don't know when that fixed. Probably somewhere around landing. Probably, I
0: mean, I imagine it's the same thing as with me. You walked 35,000 steps in a day and a half. That'll loosen a back off, I think.
2: I mean, I also probably got distracted on the flight over there. Uh, we had very, very tight seats, I feel like. They are shrinking the seats every flight to see how little we can become. And I was next we to We did lady. have all the leg
0: room this time, though. We did. The leg was room was nice.
2: But uh, you, you as a giant book that. And I'm not tiny, so it was good for me. But then the lady sat next to me was, was very short and slim and somehow had picked uh, an aisle seat at the front. Um, and despite being... Probably a quarter of my size. She spent most of the flight punching me in the head, punching me in the chest, poking me in the side. I mean, I got hit by that woman so you many times. You were being
0: really rude to her.
2: So I don't, I'm not surprised she was retaliating. <laughs> I was trying to just play football manager and she just kept beating me up. It was ridiculous. completely. not believe Rightly it. so. <laughs> um, uh, so I made Kev sit in the middle on the way back and he, he had to sit next to a fella who I guess didn't hit you, I'm assuming. Oh,
0: we had, uh, we had some shoulder wars. I talked about this a little bit on stream. Basically... Uh, The reason I didn't move at all on that flight, the reason I didn't get my Switch out on the flight home is because as soon as I saw him coming, I planted myself in the seat, got my seatbelt on, leaned right back and spread my shoulders out so that there was no way for him to take any shoulder real estate. He sat down and probably two or three times during the flight, he kind of just shuffled in his seat, bumped shoulders with me, tried to dig out a little bit of room and I just wasn't having any of it. I was the immovable object. But I knew if I got up to go to the toilet, got up to get anything out of my bag, he he was spreading the moment I moved. So... That's why I couldn't move at all during the flight. I was I was standing my ground.
1: You monster. Mm. I feel like
2: you stood your ground on the way monster. there as
1: well. Yes, you are. <laughs> How fair. is that me being a monster? Be fair.
0: That was fair. I wanted what? more seat space. It was very fair to me. <laughs> yeah, but you have to, to be considerate other people, surely. No, because, and here's my logic... I paid twice as much as he did for that flight because I bought Sheepdog's ticket as well. So unless he bought someone else's ticket randomly elsewhere on the plane, he paid half the price that I did, uh, go, only gets half the seat space. I don't
2: think that's how it works. I had seat <laughs> space how it as well. works in my head. Uh,
0: hmm. Yeah, but I didn't care if you had seat space. I would have yeah, given yours to him. I
2: noticed. I noticed you didn't care at all. It was, <laughs> well, yeah, I was do-
0: <laughs> Interestingly, I was doing a similar thing with the guy on my right-hand side as well and just making sure that he couldn't take any of my shoulder space. I was just standing my ground. Monster.
1: Hmm. I, I,
2: I, I tend stand to lean by my camera right anyway.
0: I've no. you both said something at the same time in different ears, and I have no idea what anyone said there.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter. So uh, we went up a lift, didn't we? That was the, the thing we did first when we got there after you. Well, swung your camera around. Well, The thing we did around. very
0: first thing. was we got in a taxi with the greatest taxi driver we've ever had. He was basically a tour guide. And it, it, once we told him what we were there for, he. I don't know if he drove us a longer route, but he drove us past a lot of things to get us to the the big square, the Piazza Castello. It's called the big square in the middle of Turin. And he drove us past lots of things on the way, told us how the... Street numbering system works in Turin. I feel like um, that should be
2: the rule everywhere. That was a great rule. It was like basically, the smaller the number, the closer you are to the centre.
0: Yeah. So the building in the centre of the, the the palace in the centre of the city was road, on Road Zero, and then the further away you get, it's Road One, Road two, or Number One, Number Two. Yeah, just like so, House
2: Number One and so forth. So if you lived at Number yeah, Ten, if, you're if 10 you want to get into
0: Yeah. So if you want to get into the centre of the city, just head towards the smaller numbers. Quite a clever system. He was very, very happy with that. Um, he, uh, I mean, he did. He mentioned some other things.
2: Yeah, I want to <laughs> say that um, at the start of that drive, he was like, "Are you here for the? Are you here for the game?" And we were like, "Oh yeah." yeah. And he was like, "Sporting fans then," and. You were just kind of like, no, and I just, he doesn't know what that means. So I was like, oh, no, you know, Kev does I mean, he should know what no means. <laughs> well, no, but then he's like, I didn't want him to be like, oh, Juventus fans, brilliant, tell me every player who exists there. And I'd have been like, oh, whatever. whatever. Um, so I explained what we were actually there for. And then he was like, oh, and I thought, okay, you sounded really like if we were sporting fans, you'd have been grumpy because you're a Juventus fan. But then he did this whole tour thing, but then... As Kev said, he started sliding into the history of the city and how certain uh, bad groups in the in the country's past had, had built some buildings and tried to make them building zero in the city. And oh no, he was, one, he was just like he chatting made the point away.
0: of telling us all all the good things the fascists did.
2: Oh, well, I don't sake. think that he did that. They were his
0: words. <laughs> I feel like what
2: happened was he was like uh the the fascists said that building over there is uh the the fascists built that he was like they built a lot of buildings along here and then they they tried to they tried to claim they are important and they needed number zero and uh he, he said some things that were negative about them and then he said something about this beautiful building and he was like they did do some decent things here and then there was just that moment of silence where i think i kind of just went but you know, it it didn't really it didn't really outweigh the cost. And then he was like, oh yeah, yeah, the cost. And then he just started talking like, oh, okay, I've, I've established you're not fascist, so I'll start being anti-fascist for the rest of the journey. And as, as we got out, I said to Kev, like, uh, I feel like if I'd have gone, oh yeah, and said something the other way, it'd have gone that way. But he, it, was, it was one of those, he was measuring who we were. And once he knew who we were, he just spent the rest of the journey doing that. But I might be wrong. He was he was genuinely lovely to us the whole time it was just there definitely felt like a moment where it was whatever we said next he was going to continue down a route and if we'd have left it silent he would probably just stopped to be fair but uh yeah we, we <laughs> gave which is him- what
0: i tried to do at the start when i gave him a what a chapman trademark one word answer right mm. at the start of the taxi you're sporting fans no conversation ends happy taxi journey from then on <laughs>
2: well no i feel like we you did learn led a lot. down
0: this route of fascism it all started with you
2: uh, well, no, I think we avoided it. I feel like if we'd left it, I reckon I did say to you as well. He sees a bold bald Englishman getting in. And he's he's thinking, oh god, but uh, I think he was probably pleasantly surprised when we weren't that way inclined. But uh, we, one we, thing but- he
0: did tell us was there's a gazillion palaces in Turin, two of which we saw as soon as we got out of the taxi because apparently the the king and queen of Turin who used to be the king and queen of Italy or something I, I mean it was very confusing um, Turin used to be the capital I think uh, I, I don't buy it Rome so must, have, must have been Italy, the capital you surely
2: say, You said they yeah, all gathered I
0: mean, there and, he would you know, say that I, I call Peterborough the birthplace of sausages it doesn't mean that it is Uh, But yeah, the the king had a palace, the queen had a palace next door, and then they also had multiple palaces each. Like the king had different palaces for whatever animal he was hunting. So if he wanted to go and hunt deer, he'd go to his deer palace. If he wanted to hunt rabbits, he'd go to the rabbit palace. And he listed a number of animals this king might want to
2: kill. Did he have a palace that deer just ran around and he went in there and shot him? Or is he I saying- assumed
0: it was like a, a palace full of his deer guns and deer traps, and then he goes there, Isn't that gets a shed? his deer deer store. No, it's a palace. That's what I, That's how extravagant this man is. Normally, I keep my gear catching my deer catching gear in a shed, like you say. But he's built an entire palace for that purpose. So, you and mean, what's then more heads extravagant down to catch deer?
2: What's more extravagant, to have a a palace shed that you go to to get your, your deer gun, or bow and arrow, I guess, in those times, or to build a palace and have them gather up all the deer to live in it and then you just burst through the door, arrows blazing, and just I don't start... think the deer were living in the building. Well, that's what he seemed to paint the picture of, that they had a palace for the deer, and a palace for the rabbits, and a palace for the whatever else he was hunting, the pheasants. I don't know what is in Italy. So
0: in your mind, while he was telling this story... He's yeah. wandering around corridors of a building shooting rabbits.
2: Yeah, like he's walking down a corridor and a deer poisons. I don't his head out think that's what room. this no, that normal sound human
1: being meant. No.
2: <laughs> I mean, the fact that you feel he meant. There was a building that a giant palace and he'd walk in there and he'd walk down a massive corridor and up a massive staircase and down another corridor and through four rooms and past a library and then he'd pick up his bow and arrow and then he'd turn around and walk back out again I mean that's the equally palaces as we saw
1: in, the
0: palaces we saw on what's it what was it Piazza Castello. They weren't big. They there wasn't this many rooms that you're describing in these palaces. They're relatively small. Mm. I but imagine. They're not palaces I mean, said are they? Oh, that girl, the taxi driver said they were. I mean, we're just basically we've done no more fact check. This could all be absolute bobbins anyway. The taxi driver might have just been playing a game of how much can I make up and fool these idiots with.
2: He might have been telling you that there was a palace full of rabbits once upon a time and they all went around there pooping no, and he just wasn't. went in. Maybe
0: he <laughs> was. It seems very unlikely though. It seems no uh.
2: more or less unlikely than what you said.
0: Mm. Um, we then went to Mole Antonelliana, Brilliant. Which from the outside looked like a big boring church. But <laughs> on the inside was a terrifying lift that went magically up through the middle of the big boring church and they'd taken all the boring church stuff out and filled it with boring movie stuff instead. The lift was terrifying but fun, the museum less so. Uh,
2: I mean, the lift was horrific. Like, getting in there, I thought, the old, I th- to be fair, I thought the whole spectacle was going up in the lift and that, the, and the, yes, there'd be something at the top to walk around in, but I thought the lift was supposed to be a big part of it because they kept going on about the lift, the lift, the lift. When we got in it, it was just rammed with as many people as possible. Just as many people as they could fit in, they crammed in there, so I couldn't move.
0: Well, we had queued for twenty minutes to get on it, so I can understand why they didn't let us go on on our own.
2: No, I didn't expect it to be the two of us, but I also didn't expect to be a sardine in there. So I couldn't look out the windows or anything. You know, I was trying to film it, out, you know, out at the side without looking at my phone. I mean, I'm kind of glad I couldn't see out because it was weird. Once you got high, oh, it was up, it horrible. Felt I mean,
0: yeah. It... But the, just moving up through the middle of the building because I am a uh, a lengthy human I could obviously see over the top of everybody else who was in there so I could see out of the glass on all four sides and just being able to turn my head and see on all four sides there's no wall I didn't realise quite how much that would upset me about a lift how much I value the wall because I've been <laughs> in glass elevators many many times I really enjoy there being a wall on one side of that I don't know why it, it shouldn't make me feel any safer i understand the mechanics of how lifts work the wall isn't really playing any part in it it's all about the cables i know it's all about the cables and the cables were still there on this one but the wall just makes me feel safe and comfortable and not having one my word my legs were like jelly from the moment from the moment we started going up and then when we had to step out the thing at the top i i didn't know what to do because i wanted to go back down but not in the lift
2: because they're absolute bumheads as well. When you get out the lift and you go to walk around the edge, there's like a little slopey bit. So when your legs are all like jelly, it suddenly slopes. And my, like, ape brain just thought I was falling off the edge of something. It was horrific stepping off that. I just, I walked along. It didn't
0: stop you dangling your camera over the side of it the whole
2: time. <laughs> I don't I know what
0: it... you would... Oh, God.
2: I did that because it was making you feel ill, and I just kept thinking I don't care, like it's insured. And
0: well, that's the thing. There's, I think we talked about it at the time. There was no logic behind why I was so afraid. These, the the little camera I had with me, I had two of them with me, and they, I mean, they're only, they're only four hundred quid a pop, which I know four hundred quid is a lot of money, but my normal cameras are five times that. These are nothing disposable cameras. I genuinely, I break. TOFA will confirm. How much? How many cameras I break, and how often? And I mean, I went to Disneyland last year, broke a camera a day the whole time I was there. Didn't care. (laughs) So cameras, cameras themselves. It wasn't the fact it was the camera could fall that was bothering me. I think in my head, if I stuck the camera over the side, somehow I'd fall. That's the only logic behind it. It was just I could even with the three hundred and sixty camera, I poked it through for like a second because I knew it would be a cool shot you were on your phone while it was going on you and completely oblivious yeah.
2: to it no yeah you didn't really warn me it was happening you didn't say sheepdog look at this you poked it out and then I looked up at the end of it. I was ready once I knew you were doing it, but you didn't say to me get I mean, I think I was taking pictures and then checking the pictures to make sure they were right. I you couldn't you play Pokemon. You were catching up there. flying Pokemon. I tried to play Pokemon up there because I knew there was a gym uh, on the back end of the the building <laughs> and you couldn't reach it from where you were. But uh no, I was trying to I was taking pictures and then trying to see if I had I was trying to get the mountain right, because the mountain to our eyes looked amazing. The Alps looked amazing. But when I took a picture, it'd be like they're really distant. Or if I tried to make them more in the picture, they were really grainy looking. And I was trying to balance that out. And I was getting a bit silly with my camera, because I could have probably just used your superior camera or, or looked it up on the internet and it have been fine. But in the moment, I wanted a decent picture of the Alps and couldn't get it right. But... uh yeah, no, you you swung your your three sixty figure out there, which did look good. Um, is that going into as people are people seeing that in the video or did it not? Yeah, yeah there's a there's
0: there. a, a, a fraction of a shot. There wasn't much that was usable. Um, I I did wander around the whole of the top of the church with it out, and most of it's rubbish. It, I think it's, if there's a second worth of clip from that camera in there. That was probably quite generous. Yeah, it's is about there much that. more than that? It,
1: it's about yeah. it's about a second. Um, it, it, because when you when you sort of lean the camera out, it sort of, it feels quite flimsy. It doesn't feel like solid, so you, it's quite it moves around a lot when it's out there. So I had to. That'll be the wind. Yeah, that yeah that thing. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, it's about a second, maybe two at most.
0: Yeah, well worth all the kerfuffle. Yes.
1: Hmm. um but yeah it was it was
0: terrifying up there but it, it was certainly well worth doing of all the things that we did while we were there i think and this isn't me blowing my load early and telling you what the best thing from turin is right now but i think if someone were visiting turin and only had time to do one thing i think i probably would say you probably need to go up the big lift at the, at the mole, the big mole lift, because the view from up there is pretty special. And I think you probably do need to go and see it.
2: Yeah, and I think it's good to see the views that are up there in terms of, like I say, the mountains and just seeing how big the area is and that kind of thing. I agree that it's-
0: Having been in Geneva two weeks before, I've seen both sides of those Alps now. I'm basically Alp man. I've seen more Alp than any other man in history, probably.
2: Probably. Because you also flew over them, so you've seen them from every angle exactly. except underneath. I have...
0: Well, that's the, well. I've seen bits of them from underneath because when we went from Geneva into France for the day, we went through a little tunnel. So I have been under bits of them as well. So I have seen. I know I have seen more of the Alps than I have my own bum cheeks.
1: You are our resident Alps expert now.
2: Alpspert is what I'd like to be known as. Okay. The um the museum place underneath it. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Like. I it was it like, all in Italian. Yeah, well, some of it wasn't. But if, you, um, if you're into film, obviously it's great because you get to go and see lots of film props and stills from animations. And there were some cool little displays there. We wandered around the bottom of it and we're like, yep, yeah, that's cool. Okay, there's some heads from Star Trek or whatever. Uh, you know, this room's got luminous walls. Uh, there was an animation room, a giant knife sticking out the floor. But uh, we we then decided, oh, well, we're going to leave. We ain't going. We, I think we recorded a clip going, we ain't walking Hold up those. Hold
0: on, th- on bom- you on. can't skip over that, Miss, no. Mister Mister. I wasn't naughty. This all happened <laughs> against
2: my will. I forgot about this. Sorry. Now I wasn't glazing <laughs> over it. We saw a child laying next to a giant knife for a photo and kev was like we should do that and i was like hell yeah don't have to ask me twice so i laid behind it and i don't know i i didn't think it was right and you were like it it, it would probably look a bit better if you laid it differently so that it looked like it was in you so i was like right i'm gonna roll back and then roll straight back down with my legs open so it looks like it's stabbing through me so i did that you were, you were taking... I thought you were taking a picture, but it seems like you filmed it. Is that...
0: Oh, I filmed it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I
2: filmed it. So, um, <laughs> did you film the lady run over to tell us off? Yeah. 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 She runs yeah, over I being did. like, no, no, no pictures, no filming. You can't do that. You can't be near the props like that. And I'm thinking that's not true because she just let a kid take a photo like moments before and there were people there before that but uh we were kind of like it's all right we're leaving anyway like <laughs> not, not in a, a obnoxious kind of way but we were like yeah f- no sorry fair enough we, 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 uh, we'll go towards the exit and we literally just recorded a clip saying we're not climbing those four flights of stairs that's ridiculous it's all in italia we won't get any benefit of it whatever we're not going that way we're going to exit and then the lady was like that's the way out you have to go up there. <laughs> there's no other way <laughs> yeah so- because
0: it was the same lady who just told us off mm. was the one guarding the exit and she's like no that's not the way out up there up there fat boys walk up all those <laughs> stairs
2: so we did uh we looked at some cool stuff we saw that uh, abominable snowman yeti thing that was looking at its enormous uh uh appendage, yeah. really
0: big penis i
2: was trying to decide whether we had some sort of filter on what we were allowed to say on it but we've already talked about fascism so penis is probably all right he was just looking at, he was just looking startled down at a giant penis um it, okay. it was weird. I sent so many people the picture of his face going, what do you reckon he's concerned about? And they are like, <laughs> I don't know. And then I told him the picture of, of what he was looking at and they'd be like, oh, crikey, okay. Uh, there was lots of random props from films I've never heard of. I think uh, people who are into films would recognise probably most of them and be like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's cool. But to me it was like, oh, yeah, the film with a bird head in it, eh? Okay. Uh, the giant wasp film, eh? Right, cool. Um, was there any that you recognised there that stood out to you?
0: I was, I'd was completely lost interest by this point. She'd upset me and I wanted to leave.
2: Hmm. I felt like we just walked around in circles. I kept sending pictures that were, like, every now and again there'd be a film that would have an in-joke that I could send to someone and go, her, this is you, or her, this is... Remember when this happened to us? And it's like, I was doing that round there, just sending off pictures, and then we got to the top and we just went straight down the stairs and out. And it was like, yeah, I feel, again, it wasn't for us, but if you knew someone, I I know probably... Five or six people who, they're so into films, if I said to them, you're going to Turin, you need to go here, they'd they'd go, yeah, no, I I appreciate that. That was great. Uh, Your recommendation was wise. I probably wouldn't take my kids there. I feel like they'd be bored, witless. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. They probably wouldn't like the lift either. I I wouldn't be able to cope taking my boys up that lift. It's not for little kids, is it?
0: I wouldn't mind taking my kids on the lift, but at the top. just having Imagine having your kids wander around at the top. Oh,
2: God. No, I've been. I've been in hell. I wouldn't no. be able to cope having like my my youngest up there wandering around. Even though it is all buried, you know, there's, there's nothing open to the elements. You went up to the top of the stump years ago, and there was just a ledge. You know, oh, you could have easily God, fallen your yeah. doom. But this had Chris, like a you're, you're a
0: Lincolnshire guy. Have you ever been up the stump in Boston?
1: Uh, I've only been through Boston, never to it
0: okay the the stump in boston it was the very first best thing from trip we ever went on like 15 years ago right. and uh, we tried to go up it sheepdog cried halfway up and had to go back down <laughs> um i made it to the top which i don't know how i couldn't make it to the top of that these days um but i got to the top and did a, a lap of it at the top um but when you're at the top of the stump the ledge that you walk on is no more than a foot wide. Oh, no. And the only thing separating you separating you from falling to your death is, uh, I would say, shin height little fence. So if you were to stumble, all the little fence is going to do is pivot you as you fall to make sure you fall head first. Oh, brilliant. That's it's, lovely. It's not, it's not going to stop you falling at all. It's just going to make sure you go head first. Um, so yeah, I would never go up there again, and I would recommend nobody ever does it. It was horrible. No. Um, but yeah, at least there was no way of getting off of the of the big mole, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, cause for me, I'm I'm not terrible with heights. I mean, it, it's quite clear that you two aren't great with it. But I mean, I was what wa- it back, and that lift, I don't that it. There's something weird about a no wall thing. You were talking about it earlier, but it, it just <laughs> no. It's a bit creepy. But but being at the top, I don't think would bother me personally too much, but the lift is just a bit unnerving. I can't describe it.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. I got some decent shots of it from down the bottom, and I didn't. I didn't realise until I was filming it afterwards that there was two. There was always one going up and one going down next to each other, which you, didn't, you don't realise when you're in it. But there no, are two lifts yeah. in there.
2: That's blown my mind. I didn't recognise that at all. So, <laughs> but I just on like a, a rope, one pulling the other yeah, up well, and down.
0: Well, yeah, literally that. They're about they're counterbalancing each other while one's at the top, one's at the bottom.
2: My word! That's why they're filling it up. There's probably someone really heavy in the other one. Or you know, you
0: know. that's to be fair, that's probably why. Because we said, why don't they let you out halfway down so that you can? So you don't have to walk up the museum. That's probably why they keep you in all the way to the bottom, so they make sure it's full both ways, so it does properly counterbalance.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's, 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 that satisfies me. I would have maybe stuck a ladder in from the roof down to the first bit of the uh, the museum at the top, so you could wander back down or slide. <laughs> well, I didn't say that at the time, didn't I? I said that all of these trips, I feel like, would have been enhanced but it would have been enhanced by slides. Uh, the Barcelona one, we, we had to wait to get out of the stadium. If I could have just whizzed down a slide and out of the stadium, out of the car park, you know, half a mile down the road, it would have been great. And uh, on this one, yeah, if I could have just got on a slide and slid down the building, around it in a circle, spiralling down, it would have been really fun. But uh, slides don't seem to be a very good exit strategy in the world. No one's ever thought of it.
0: Um, I'm going to jump out of chronological order briefly here because we're going to lump all the food and drink stuff together at the end, I think. And we're going to jump on to what we did in the afternoon, which was the Egyptian Museum. This was the other big tourist attraction that we actually pre-booked. We pre-booked the lift and the the cinema museum because they were a bundled ticket. And we also pre-booked entry to the egyptian museum now anyone who is familiar with my work um will know it was very ambitious as booking two museums in a day and expecting me to engage with them both and goodness me would those concerns have been proven correct if you'd have witnessed what a sulky child i was going around the egyptian museum
2: and <laughs> um, i'm guessing this is coming from reviewing the footage because i don't remember you being particularly grumpy there at all like you asked me some questions. You,
0: There's you, literally a clip. It, this hasn't made it into the video. There is a clip where I'm at one end of the room because I am done with the room. <laughs> You're still at the first thing in that room. And I'm just going, look, there he is. He's looking at that thing. Oh, he's taking pictures of it now. Lovely. Oh, I, I remember oh, that. Yeah, look. He's, he's moved around to take a picture from a slightly different angle. He's got to get all the pictures. Now he's checking that the pictures are good on his phone. Got, got to take another, and I literally was commentating on you walking <laughs> achingly slowly up this room. So
2: in that bit, I was taking shots because I'm working on a comic with someone, and part of the the comic is is that there would be different statues of different animals dotted around the world in the series that we're doing. And I was just like, this would be quite a good reference picture. Oh, look, this one's a ram. Oh, look, this one's a a lion. And so I was getting them from different angles because they can use them as reference shots or at least get a bit of a look of how they look in real life. And I started collecting them up at that point. But before that, that was like right at the end. We exited soon after
0: that. By that that point, I was very bored. I was grumpy because the the stupid staff kept trying to get me to put (laughs) my backpack on the front.
2: I swear they were winding you up. I swear.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't normally mind as much as I minded then, but because my back already hurt, the last thing I wanted was my, albeit nowhere near as heavy as usual, still quite heavy camera bag to be hanging off the front of my body because it was just, it hurt my lower back to do it. So every time they asked me, I'd do it. And every time I walked around the next corner, I'd swap it back again and I'd be all right for a little while. And they just kept saying, "Uh, you need your bag on the front, please no explanation as to why don't know why i needed my backpack on the front of my body certainly most of the other people in there didn't but i had to have my bag on the front of my body i think it's because they could see that i was wearing a radio mic on my front and they just wanted me to keep having to move that and were just messing with me so they didn't want me filming and recording in there for some reason perhaps didn't know the english if i put that camera away you jerk
2: yeah, um, maybe they heard you say, uh, wh- why, "Why are why are all these Egyptian things in Italy?" You uh, you were quite. I mean, normally it's me that makes all these loud comments in places. Well, this
0: this didn't make it into the video. I decided not to put this. In. I'm happy to talk about it here, but this, this yeah. was cut from the video.
2: No, sure. Um, but yeah,
0: I uh, I did have a little bit of a rant of why is all this stuff in Italy?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's is there anything left in Egypt?
2: Because was, there was a really, uh, 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 not a funny point, because it's, it was funny to hear him ask me or say it, but also to know he was right. You were like, they'd have probably brought a pyramid here if they could, wouldn't they? And then I, I sort of made a comment back about, yeah, uh, I'm surprised there's not any whatevers. And then we went downstairs and it was literally a tomb that they'd taken apart and carried back and rebuilt. And you're <laughs> like, they've, they've literally taken a cave. Out of Egypt and built it again. <laughs> um, and at first, I thought that wasn't the case. I thought it was a replica, but there were notes there about how it was a cave from that figure, the original picture of it in its place. So it's one of those where, at various points, walking around this museum, I was like, some of this stuff's absolutely amazing—a five thousand-year-old box with art on it, or you know, a pair of flip-flops. But I just there. couldn't
0: separate myself from the fact that that box was somebody's coffin. Mm. That's the, it, they've literally gone to another country dug up the graves, opened the coffins, taken the bodies out, and then put it all in a museum. And one of the things that got cut was me literally saying, I'm interested to know where the cutoff is for that being okay to do. How long do you have to have been dead for before it's okay to dig you up, take you out of your coffin, and just display you in a museum? Because obviously 2,000 years is fine. Is 200 years fine? Is 20 years fine? Where's the line? Why is this okay? It was blowing my I didn't understand yeah, it. It. Was, it was blowing my mind. Yeah, it
2: was weird. And uh to rub that in really heavily at one point, there was just a little half-mummified uh just remains of a person uh just in a in a in a tub, in in like a a little glass cabinet thing. I showed my wife the picture of it that I'd sort of taken of it because I was just in disbelief that it was whoop, I hit my mic there, sorry. Uh disbelief of it being um being there. It was just like it, it was like the mummified uh rags had come open so they just thought ah I love it in the container. Uh but there was a lot of skulls there that I thought were fake when we arrived and by the end I was like no they would have been real skulls they would have been a, that would have been a real vase full of skeleton. Um, and it's just like why? And what's interesting as well is, we obviously in the UK, we have a we I said this to Kevin at the time, we get a lot of flack for the amount of stuff that's in the British Museum. Oh, yeah,
0: we're being absolute hypocrites at the moment because we've both yeah. been to the, like the British Museum and all yep. that kind of stuff. We
2: are hypocrites, but um, I felt the same there, and I know you probably did too. But this one's the second biggest one in the world outside of Cairo, apparently, it's the biggest one. So, the, so Turin has. Way more stuff that they should be giving back. Um, I imagine we've probably got the more expensive stuff. We've probably taken the real, like jewel of the Nile sort of stuff. Which, yeah, I agree. This should be sent back. It was. It was. It was weird. I feel like if if I hadn't been aware of that, it would have been one of those things walking around where that would have been the most awe inspiring. Really cool. Oh yeah, cool. If we'd have
0: gone thirty years ago before everyone was uh, was woke, and <laughs> it would have been fine.
2: If that was Italian culture. I reckon it'd be easily my best thing there. If I'd been walking around going, wow, you know, five thousand-year-old Italians. Or if
0: we'd have been in Cairo yes. and that was a museum in Egypt, even then I'd have been a little bit
2: Why are your need corpses? The on display? Out.
0: Yeah. yeah, could you not just show us the vases? It's fine. Don't need the corpses. Um, but yeah, it just yeah, it just it was that disconnect for me that I really struggled with. And uh yeah, if you're into this kind of stuff, I'm sure it's great. Lots of people told me on Twitter that it's a wonderful thing. Even if you're not, even if you're not into history, even if you're not into Egyptian stuff, it will
2: blow you away. Yeah, and you, and you will learn a lot. They showed like how much they loved. Their pets. I refused to. I learned nothing in that place. <laughs> they had like a mummified, all shroom, I learned mummified in there cat. was
0: do not put a bottle of water on the side of your backpack if you're going to have to keep turning it around and dropping it on the floor in a sulk because that bottle of water will burst and you'll end up with a wet back. That is the only thing I learned in that building.
2: How many uh, ancient objects did you touch while you were there?
0: Oh, most of them. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I had, a little,
0: had a little go on most of them. I, uh, You know me.
2: No, I, I followed Kev rules because last time we went to a museum together, you were stroking the, what, 3,000-year-old tablet and, yeah, uh, that's when
0: we were thrown out of a museum in Cambridge.
2: Yeah, and I didn't get a tickle of it then, so I thought, you know what, these these are all older than that. I'll satisfy my disappointment of not stroking the the old tablet by giving everything a poke in there, and I did, and it was it was well worth it.
0: Yeah, I'm flabbergasted we weren't chucked out of this one. What with the camera thing, or I with the whole camera stuff, the bag stuff, and the constantly touching everything stuff. The fact that we made it through two museums without getting asked to leave shows how patient the Italians are as a people
2: or they just don't care <laughs> Ah, yeah, they're just thinking well, we'll he, he looks a bit big we'll wait for him to pop his clogs and then we'll stick him in the corner over
0: there
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were trying to aggravate um, your goldbladder with that bag weren't they
0: oh god I'm still mad about the bag I'm furious about it um, I'm conscious of time have you got anything really pressing to say about the Egyptian Museum or can we move on no we can move on I think that pretty much summarizes how long was spent on it in the video as well. It was like museum done. Easy. Um, unless Chris has added loads of fluff into the Egyptian. No, museum, there's there, no, there's a 10-second the montage. Yet. There's literally a 10-second hey, montage. That's it. what I'm talking about. That's all we need. Um so we uh we also went to the river, the river Po, not not the river Poo, as we did establish. It is we pronounced Poe, not Poo. We Googled We did it. check, because I mean it could have been Poo River. Um, one of the greatest well, If we ever start a Patreon or channel membership or anything like that, this will be the reason why you want to join it, because one day there will be um, cut- footage from the cutting room floor of me and Sheepdog playing Poe Sticks. Not poo Sticks! po Sticks, where we dropped sticks in the River Poe, and we're not going to tell you here who won. No. You'll just have to wait for that footage to emerge one day. It got cut from the video because it was long, um but yeah it was a fun game we played post it
2: was fun i feel like that was the kind of time where i mean it, it's all been really fun doing this but that was that reminded me of when we went to the new forest and we were just gallivanting around in the forest playing random silly games it's it's like we just become a bit childlike for for a bit for a laugh because we were actually looking for coke weren't we, we were looking for um Excuse mole me? cola mole cola <laughs> yeah and uh, I realised as I was saying it, what I was saying there. And, uh, yeah, we were looking for my old cola, and uh, I remember I messaged someone going, we've been walking for over an hour to find this cola. Uh, we're now visiting a river. And it was one of those where I was like, are we ever going to find this cola? But uh, yeah, Postix definitely made it worthwhile. We we saw lots of cool stuff as well, don't get me wrong. Like, it was good and we saw lots of bits and pieces of the town. It was and...
0: fun just getting lost in the city yeah, walking absolutely. down back streets. We found a little shop that was, uh, this may or may not make it into the final cut of the video, we're not quite sure yet, but there was this little shop that was just like four or five vending machines in it. Just just that no no person working in there just a load of vending machines and just for a moment I could pretend I was in Japan that's basically the reason I want to go to Tokyo one day just to use the vending machines and I felt like I got a little flavor of that in Italy and it was I nice
2: still think behind those was a John Wick entryway to spy heaven and hit men <laughs> everywhere and we just should we should have spent some time typing in numbers just to see what opened and what happened it would have been it might have been like our step into becoming spies or hitmen.
0: Maybe. Maybe we're already spies, but can't talk about it on stuff like this, but that's yeah. why we're travelling so much It'd now. be throwing them off the scent. Speculate away, boys and girls. Um, but yeah, as Sheepdog says, we were on the hunt for mole cola while this was going on, and the hunt for mole cola had started earlier in the day, um, because I had, thanks to ChatGPT once again, pinpointed an area of Turin where there would be our best shot of finding the local delicacies of which mole cola is definitely one, but we were also um, alerted to agnolotti pasta, which is the local uh, ravioli equivalent, basically, that's local to Turin. Uh, we were also told to keep an eye out for bagna corda which I think I'm saying wrong, but the lovely waitress in the restaurant did not correct me. So I'm going with bagna corda Bagna corda is basically mashed anchovies and garlic, that is served in a bubbly fondue pot that you then dip all of the vegetables in. And I mean all of them. They gave me a a whole raw radish.
2: That was ridiculous, that meal. Um, I sent Anna a picture of you uh, eating it I can't even remember why. I think I just... I, I think Well, because I had so
0: much food. Because they didn't do vegetarian versions of either of these. So we had to mm. go and hunt for these foods. But I had to order them. I had to have two mains, even though I'm not supposed to have a lot of food. So I had a little bit of pasta. May have said some things very offensive to Italians <laughs> about the pasta, um, which Sheepdog might not have heard at the time because I whispered them into the microphone. So that'll be a little surprise for you when you see the video, what I said about the pasta when I was sat in the restaurant still.
2: I'm pretty um, sure and- I recall, yeah, you were quite Yeah, dismissive of it. Um, I thought that your anchovy thing, the whole fondue pot, I thought that was full of anchovy. I didn't realise it was a fondue thing until you were maybe halfway through that. I'd sent Anna the picture going, this is humongous. He's not going to drink all that, surely. And then realised it was only it was a couple It was fascinating
0: of that it was being kept bubbling hot by one little tea light candle. I still don't understand how that works. That's fascinating.
2: I feel like... It was they, bubbling the whole way. It feels like they heard what you said about the pasta and they just brought you out a bucket of raw veg though. Because that was bizarre.
0: The, like, the raw veg was great. I loved that. The celery, the carrots. That was the, I, genuinely the bag de quarter. I wish I'd not had the pasta and I could have eaten more of that because the pasta was, it was fine. It was pasta. I think what I said on the video was, if you'd have told me it was ravioli out of a can, I wouldn't have argued with you. Oof. And I don't mean that in an offensive way. It was fine. <laughs> It was just pasta. Pasta is not that interesting. Um, Because you upset them, uh,
2: they took a bucket from a horse and just handed it to you with some anchovies. But I (laughs) loved all that. (laughs) Uh.
0: Loved it. That was great. I would have happily eaten all of that, but I couldn't fit it all in. And while all this was going on, of course, Mr. Vegetarian is there trying to translate every pizza on the menu. If you're vegetarian, kids, don't go to Italy. It doesn't really work, from what I can gather.
2: It was all right, because... They had a lot more vegetarian pizzas than anywhere else ever does. But what I didn't want to do was just be like, I'll have a margarita or, you know, give me a veggie pizza. I was trying to find something that was vegetarian and worth going to Turin for so I could say, oh, I've never seen this anywhere else. It might be worth checking out. And what I ended up having was a a cheese pizza with walnuts on it. And it was all right. It was nice. It was it was better than I expected. It was it wasn't offensive. It, It matched. It fit in. I was kind what are of worried. your thoughts
0: on the churin pizza because Anna had a churin pizza when we were in Geneva and wasn't impressed because it's quite a thick crust and then a really soggy middle. Is how she described it. The
2: crust was fine, but the sogginess was a bit odd. I don't mind like um, squishy sort of moist food, but I felt like it, it was hard to eat a pizza when it had like. You know when you you get you can get like uh, either chopped you can get chopped tomatoes in a tin, can't you? It's all smushed up and yeah. a lot of that's just slop. It felt like they'd taken out the hard bits of the tomato and just poured the rest in and heated it up. And so it definitely s-
0: looked like a knife and fork pizza. I don't think you could yeah. eat that as slices.
2: Well, I had to sort of I cut it into slices and then I folded it a bit so that the liquid wouldn't fall off it and then ate it that way. But when I was moving it into my mouth, all of the tomato was just sort of falling in. So I was having to like drink that as I ate it, which was a bit bizarre. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what they do. Whether they're all like that. Whether I could have got one that had like normal tomato puree on it. But the cheese and the um, the nuts were nice, and and yeah, I, I thought the pastry was okay. The uh, the base was okay. So it, it, it I was worried when I saw it because I had a lot of black bits on it, and I was like, I don't want this to just be burnt. But it didn't taste burnt. It tasted fine. It was. Really easy yeah, it's to supposed eat.
0: supposed to have the black bits where it catches. That's important. And then you got to have my favourite dessert in the whole world, which I couldn't have because it's all cheesy and creamy. You got to have a delicious looking tiramisu.
2: It was delicious. It was very good. Uh, I felt like I really wanted to, you know, when you finish a dessert, and you like run your finger around it and all that or whatever you've got to just try and get it all out. I was very polite and didn't do that, but I wanted to do that because it was delicious. <laughs> and. I feel like I ate it a bit too quick because it was so nice, but I really enjoyed it. It was great. And we also had that <laughs> uh, bitter drink that I've forgotten the name of. Was it Asperol? Uh, Aspritz. Spritz. a Spritz. Yeah. An um, Aperol Spritz. She said to me, it comes in two flavours. Do you want it the normal one or do you want it the bitter one? I don't know why I said bitter. Like, I'm not against bitter. I'm not against bitterness. But she was like, oh, you like bitter, do you? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I thought, why am I? Why am I picking that one? I was like why didn't I just go for the normal one and get the no- so when she brought it back it was an extremely bitter drink it was fine like I, I don't <laughs> mind bitterness but I felt like I can it's a bit like I don't know having something spicy when you, you can handle spice but you're maybe not in the mood for it at that moment like if I'm in the mood for a spicy curry it'll be great but I wouldn't just have it now you know and so, so when I said yeah i will have bitter I was like I, am I in the mood for that sort of mouthfeel and uh when I sipped it I was like oh that is extremely bitter and uh it I think if you like bitter you'll really enjoy it um I feel like it would have been nice if it wasn't as bitter I would have probably drank it more smoothly and, and enjoyed it more but yeah it was fine I just...
0: And then we uh, we headed on into the back into the city centre where we went on the hunt for an ice cream and we found a delicious local ice cream, which was... I mean, it was just an ice cream. It was fine. Ice cream was the best thing from Swansea. It can't be the best thing from Turin. It was fine. And then we got back into the hunt for the mole cola and we'd pretty much given up. As Sheepdog said before, we walked for well over an hour. We probably walked for an hour down to the river and then an hour back again. We were walking for so long and uh, we'd given up all hope. We'd gone back to where our taxi driver had dropped us off at the start of the day. It was gone five o'clock. We had to get back to the hotel to go to the football, and we'd given up, and right next to the taxi rank, there was this little street pizza selling shop. So we wandered in there to have one final look, and they had a fridge full of the stuff. It was right where we'd... Literally within three yards of where we'd been dropped off that morning, it was on
2: sale. But uh, that place as well... I think what I should have probably mentioned was if I was weighing up the Turin pizza with the pizza we had there, I probably enjoyed the pizza we had there a bit more. But oh, I the think, pizza
0: there was delicious. It yeah. was like olive pizza, just mm. pizza with olives on it. It was really, really tasty. I wish we'd have got more of that, but we yeah. didn't. We said the one slice each because we're very sensible. Um, we we got two cans of the mole cola. Sheepdog had a regular. I had a sugar-free because I am a good boy. Um, and it was delicious. It was... I mean, we did quite an extensive review on it, on the video, I think, that probably hasn't all made the cut, but it basically tasted like, and again, not meant in a bad way, this is complimentary, it tasted like really well-filtered sparkling water that was icy cold and then had cola flavour added to it right at the last minute, and it was delicious. It was much better than Coca-Cola, much better than Pepsi. This is the best cola I've ever had this stuff should be everywhere. It's delicious.
2: It's mad, isn't it? I, I was thinking when I had it that this is the kind of drink you feel like, uh, what's it called? The, there's a, oh, I've forgotten the name of it now. I had it in my head a second ago. It was It's the mixer you can buy where they're like, three quarters of your gin and tonic is the tonic, and they riv, river something, something like that. And uh, they, they sell all these uh, mixers that you can get and they're like, oh, you know, you want to buy this mixer because it's most of your drink and you spend all that money on gin. And I'm there thinking you can't uh, – I think it's Fever Tree, actually. I think I've just thought of what it was. Uh, you know, their Coke is not as good as mole cola. They need to be buying mole cola and then using it as their Coke of choice because that – I just I, – I want to – I need to see if I can find some and have it with rum, have it with, you know, whiskey, whatever – and just see if it's as clean as I think it'll be. Because it, like you say, it felt like Coke through a water filter to remove whatever impurities make Coke and Pepsi taste that little bit dirtier. They weren't in this. It just felt super clean. It almost felt like they'd somehow made it a health drink. And it wasn't, obviously. It's still a normal Coke. But I just felt like this is the cleanest can of cola I'm ever going to have. And uh, yeah, I was very impressed with that.
0: Again, can't believe we only had one. Mm. Should yeah. had, Should have had several. Should have brought some home. Should have brought one home for Anna. I'm a monster. Um and then we headed back to the hotel and went to the football. I'm conscious of time. Uh, we're not gonna get into the football here really. If you want to know what happened at the football, there's a full match day vlog that's on my football manager channel that you can go and watch. Um the only things really worth noting about the football ground are it's a lovely, it's a really great, really great ground. It's supposedly the best stadium in Italy. I probably wouldn't argue with that based on the extensive number of Italian stadiums I've been to. Uh, but location-wise, it is absolute bobbins. It is right out of the centre of the city. There is no easy way to get to it. We had to get a taxi to get out to it, and it was impossible to get away from after the match. It if was an absolute nightmare.
2: Been, if our tram hadn't been down, we could have got a tram, though, couldn't we?
0: We could, yeah. We were in an awkward part of town where the tram lines were shut. But even so,
2: yeah. it was horrible.
0: We it I genuinely didn't know if we were gonna make it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, but that just about concludes our trip to to Italy. There are a few things we wanted to do. This was a shorter trip than the one to Barcelona. Um, we literally just had to cram everything into that one day, including the football match. So we had less time actually in Turin than we had in either Barcelona or Swansea. Um so there were a few bits we didn't manage to fit in, but I think from from what we did. I think we probably did see the best of the city we dropped the bits that seemed less interesting and what we've changed for this city onwards is we're no longer deciding the best thing from in the video we need time to ponder it mm-hmm. and we've now had time to ponder it and we've just a few minutes left of this podcast what do you think the best thing from cheering is Doug?
2: Yeah, I was worried you were going to put it on to me first it feels funny because when we were there it, it, it was quite funny debating it with Kevin at the time because I was like look uh, I feel like the bits that really blew me away were obviously going up to the top of that lift and seeing the awesome view and just being able to kind of see the mountains and everything and then the I was convinced we were going to be miserable about the cola after walking two hours and it was worth it. <laughs> I was like happy that we finished that two-hour oh, yeah. walk. Uh so I feel like they're the two that stand out the most. The Egyptian Museum was good in terms of historic knowledge and all the amazing things you got to see. And just if you're impressed by seeing a, a four thousand-year-old flip-flop, you know, then yeah, it's gonna be good. But knowing that they should give all that stuff back, it feels wrong to you know really push for that to be anything um, I don't think it was a cinema museum because we just couldn't access it ourselves really it's not our cup of tea uh, so yeah I feel like the first two the, the view and the the, the, um, the cola are my standout things I just well, feel like a let bit of a me apply I
0: my logic to it then because I was terrified when I was up high on the mole thing and I don't like to be terrified so as impressive as it was I wasn't terrified drinking that drink so
2: i am very
0: comfortable saying for me the best thing from Turin is mole cola and i would like to see it take over the world because Mm. it's already spread out across northern italy it's in switzerland it's only been going it's been going less than 10 years i want to live in a future where mole cola is available to buy in the uk and if they bring that lift here i ain't going in it so for me the best thing from Turin is mole cola
2: I agree. And I feel like when, when the Mole Cola Museum opens, I want our podcast to be there as something that's I mean, we should be securing
0: distribution rights for it in the UK. If no one owns them yet, we genuinely need to be looking into that. This could be how we get rich. We should be the UK distributors of Mole Cola.
2: I feel like I need to start looking at this before you look at it. <laughs> get to it now. <laughs> Do you need an editor for it by any chance?
0: No, no we're all no. right. We'll just split the money two ways.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but there you have it, boys and girls. The best thing from Turin is Mole Cola. Uh, keep an eye out. At some point in the next month, we are going to be doing our next best thing from, and I can exclusively reveal for all you lovely podcast listeners, rather than those video scum, I can call them scum an hour in. They're not listening now. Um, next episode four is going to be Liverpool. We're off to Liverpool. I mean, anyone who watches my Football Manager videos would be able to figure that out. You know I'm going to Liverpool. I'm going to drag Sheepdog along with me. So at some point in the next month or so, best thing from Liverpool. And uh, we're actually finally going to get cracking on with some more UK-based cities over the course of the summer as per the actual remit that we set ourselves. So thank you very much for joining us for episode three. If you haven't already done so... Make sure you head over to YouTube, give all the videos some love, give them a comment, give them a thumbs up. All that kind of good stuff will really help to give them a boost in the algorithm and do the same thing with the podcast wherever you may be listening. If you can review where you are, leave a review. If you can rate, rate. Just do whatever you can do. Even if it, even if all you can do is drive around the town you live in with it blasting out of your car, every little helps. We will take it. So thank you very much for joining us on our adventure to cheer in. Um, I'm going to say goodbye and then let these two say goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Thanks for listening, folks. Goodbye. Thank you very much, guys. Goodbye.